here from this that and the other and roll 420s just want to let everyone know that i have a new podcast out called sam of all trades where i interview very interesting people and i ask them some pretty interesting questions and we get to know what they do and how they do it check it out from the binge on this channel where you can find our new DD game roll 420s this that and the other our podcast with me and brian what's hood with forever cobron where you get the latin flavor reading ronin with brian happy news with perry kurtz and our new new podcast sam of all trades with me so come check it out give us a like and a subscribe when i was little my father was famous he was the greatest samurai in the empire my father would come home to mother and we were happy then one night they were supposed to kill my father but they didn't After 20 years, Bio Henry. The policeman on the beat moved up the avenue impressively. The impressiveness was habitual, and not for show, for spectators were few. The time was barely 10 o'clock at night, but chilly gusts of wind with a taste of rain in them had very well cleared the streets. Trying doors as he went, twirling his club with many intricate and artful movements, turning now and then to cast his watchful eye down the Pacific thoroughfare. The officer, with his stalwart form and slight swagger, made a fine picture of a guardian of the peace. The vicinity was one that kept early hours. Now and then you might see the lights of a cigar store or of an all-night lunch counter. But the majority of the doors belonged to businesses that had long since been closed. When about midway of a certain block, the policeman suddenly slowed his walk. In the doorway of a darkened hardware store, a man leaned with an unlighted cigar in his mouth. As the policeman walked up to him, the man spoke up quickly. Hey, it's all right, officer, he said reassuringly. You know, I'm just waiting for a friend. More of an appointment that we made about 20 years ago. I know it sounds a little funny to you, doesn't it? Well, I'll explain to you if you'd like to make certain that it's all straight. About that long ago, there used to be a restaurant where this store stands. Big Joe's. Brady's restaurant. Until about five years ago, said the policeman. It was torn down then. The man in the doorway struck a match and lit a cigar. The light showed a pale, square-jawed face with keen eyes and a little white scar near his right eyebrow. His scarf pin was a large diamond oddly set. Yeah, I'd say it was about 20, 20 years ago to a night, said the man. I dined here at Big Joe Brady's with little Jimmy Wells, my best mate and the finest dude in the world. You know, he and I were raised here, you know, in New York, in Brooklyn, you know, just like two brothers together. I was 18 and Jimmy was 20. You know, the next morning I, I was to start for the West, you know, to make my fortune. But you couldn't have dragged Jimmy out of New York thought it was the only place on earth 
Yeah, well, we agreed that night that we could meet up here again exactly 20 years from the date and time. No matter what our conditions might be, or from what distance we might have come to. We figured that maybe in 20 years each of us ought to have figured our destiny out, you know, and made some fortunes. And Whatever happened would have happened, whatever they were going to be. Well, that sounds pretty interesting, said the policeman. Rather a long time between meets, though, it seems to me. Haven't you heard from your friend since you left? Yeah, well, for a time we corresponded, said the other. But after a year or two, we lost track of each other. You see, the thing is, the West is a pretty big proposition, and I keep hustling around over it pretty lively. But I know Jimmy would meet me here if he's alive, for he was always the truest, nicest dude you could ever meet. Nicest guy ever in the world you could ever meet. Snatchiest, stylingest, nicest dude my mother ever met. He'll never forget. I came a thousand miles to stand in this door late tonight, and it's worth it if my old partner turns up. The waiting man pulled out a handsome watch. The lids of it set with small diamonds. It's about three minutes to ten, he announced. It was exactly ten o'clock when we parted here at the restaurant doors. I did pretty well for yourself out west, didn't you? asked the policeman. Oh, you bet. Man, I hope Jimmy has done just as half as good as I have, you know? He was kind of a potter, though. Good fellow as he was. You know, he, he didn't really have a head for, you know, shenaniganizing. I've had to compete with some of the sharpest wits going to get my pile. Man gets in a groove in New York. It takes the West to put a razor edge on him. The policeman twirled his club and took a step or two. I'll be on my way. Hope your friend comes around all right. Going to call time on him, Sharp? Well, I should say not, said the other. We'll give him half an hour at least. And I tell you, if Jimmy's still alive and he's here on this earth, he'll be here by that time. You have yourself a good night, officer. Good night, sir, said the policeman, passing on along his beat, trying doors as he went. There was now a fine cold drizzle falling, and the wind had risen from its uncertain puffs into a steady blow. The few foot passengers astir in the quarter hurried dismally and silently, along with coat collars turned high and pocketed hands. And in the door of the hardware store, the man who had come a thousand miles to fill in an appointment, uncertain almost to absurdity, with the friend of his youth, smoked a cigar and waited. About twenty minutes he waited, and then a tall man in a long overcoat, with collar turned up to his ears, hurried across from the opposite side of the street. He went directly to the waiting man. Jesus Christ, is that Jimmy Wells? cried the man in the door. I was certain I'd find you here if you were still alive, man, exclaimed the new arrival, grasping both the other's hands with his own. All right, yeah, but man, 20 years is a long time, huh? I wish it had lasted so we could have had another dinner here. So how's the West treated you, old man? Oh, it's been wonderful, man. It's given me everything I've ever asked for. You've changed a lot, Jimmy. I never thought you were so tall. I mean, by two or three inches at least. And you know, I grew a bit after I was 20. Have you been doing good out here in New York, Jimmy? Yeah, moderately. I have a position in one of the city's departments. Come on, Bob, we'll go around to a place I know of. And have a good long talk about old times. The two men started up the street, arm in arm. The man from the West, his egotism enlarged by success, 
was beginning to outline the history of his career. The other, submerged in his overcoat, listened with interest. At the corner stood a drugstore, brilliant with electric lights. When they came into this glare, each of them turned simultaneously to gaze upon the other's face. The man from the west stopped suddenly and released his arm. Hey, wait a minute, you're not Jimmy Wells, he snapped. Twenty years is a long time, but not long enough to change a man's nose from a Roman to a pug. Yeah, sometimes changes a good man into a bad one, said the tall man. You've been under arrest for ten minutes, Silky Bob. Chicago thinks you may have dropped over our way. And Maya's us, she wants to have a chat with you. Going quietly, are you? I'd say that's sensible. Now before we go on to the station, here's a note I was asked to hand to you. You may read it here at the window. It's from Patrolman Wells. The man from the west unfolded the little piece of paper handed him. His hand was steady when he began to read, but it trembled a little by the time he had finished. The note was rather short. Bub, I was at the appointed place on time. When you struck the match to light your cigar, I saw it was the face of the man wanted in Chicago. Somehow I couldn't do it myself. So I went around and got a plain clothes man to do the job. Jimmy. And that was After 20 Years by O. Henry. Damn, that was a good one. Good, good stuff. I was trying to figure some voices out there, you know, but I think we figured it out pretty well. In my mind, the policeman faked the Irish accent uh, so that he wouldn't let his buddy know. Um, and then the, the, the third guy who came in, you know, was... I couldn't really, I couldn't really nail down what that was. Hey, maybe he's, uh, when I was to kind of talk like this. You know, so, who knows. But hopefully you guys enjoyed that story. If you did, make sure that you guys let us know by going to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, anywhere you find any of our great shows on Binge on This, and leave us a review. Five stars, three stars, no one stars, but any type of stars will do us good because we need your help. We want more people to listen to our shows. And if you're listening from India, from the new Gina app, that's right, India's number one platform for podcasts and audio, then we welcome you and we hope you guys enjoy listening to all the great content that we have available on Binge on This, such as Happy News with Perry Kurtz, What's Hood with FC, This, That, and the Other with myself and Sam Maskell, Eclectic Radio coming out this month, and so much more available on YouTube, anywhere you find pretty much anything. So with that being said, guys, thank you for joining us. We will see you next time, Young Warriors, because remember, we live by the blade, but we die by the book. Until next time.